0: Welcome to the Fearless Mom podcast, where our goal is to give practical tips and tools to help moms actually enjoy parenting. Whether you're watching or listening by yourself or you're with a group, we're just so glad that you've joined us. And remember, we never wanna add to your already long to-do list. We just wanna help you be intentional with what you're already doing. guys, this is Julie. Before we jump into our podcast, I just want to remind you to mark your calendars for the third annual Fearless Mom Conference on February 26, 2022. You can get more information and register at fearlessmom.com. We are so excited to have Holly Furtick from Elevation Church, to have David Thomas and Sissy Goff back. They are incredible counselors, authors, and speakers. And we are thrilled to learn from them again this year. Um they if you've never checked it out, you should check out Raising Boys and Girls, that uh, podcast and that Instagram, just full of information that applies to every age and life stage. So we hope you'll join us. Our emphasis this year, our theme is friendship and community, and we cannot wait to see you in Austin Um It's going to be a great time. Obviously, we'll have some fabulous party favors, and we will laugh and learn together. See you in February. Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. This is Julie, and I am trying something new today. We are going to... It's just me in the room today, and so we're going to tackle a few subjects over the next um, few weeks, and I wanted to start with discipline. And I know that um, is probably what I get the most questions about. And the truth of the matter is, there's no, no such thing as starting too early when it comes to getting a disciplined mindset. And there's no such thing as making a few changes and starting too late. So this talk, this session, this topic is for everybody, no matter your age or life stage. And I want to start by welcoming in, um, Anyone who is watching or listening by yourself, I just wanted to say that we want to remind you that you may be by yourself, but you're not alone, and I'm so glad that you um, are listening, and we're so glad that technology connects us, and so I want to pray and get started. We're going to dive in. Like I said, today we're going to jump into the topic of discipline, and guys have some special guests coming next week who have a lot to add, so let's pray and get started. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the gift of technology. I thank you for the gift of motherhood. I thank you for um, the responsibility and the opportunity we have as moms. We ask right now that you settle our hearts and minds and that you open our eyes and ears um, so that we can see and hear what you want us to to uh, learn today so that we can be the moms we're created to be, to raise up these kids, to be who you created them to be. Give us what we need. We're dependent on you. In Jesus' name, amen. I know I've told you guys that we have two children who were born into our home, Emily and Joe. And Emily's now 27, Joe's 25. And then we have our bonus kids, Allison and Sylvie. Allison is also 27, and she's married to Will. Also 27. And then we have Sylvie, who is 24. Um, we have a full house. Actually, we're empty nesters, so they're not full in there anymore. But when during the holidays, it is full and we just couldn't be happier. And though today I'm going to talk more about when Emily and Joe were little, because we're talking about discipline and that we pretty much got our framework for discipline, our mindset for discipline, our um, perspective on discipline. Um, when they were really little and the truth of the matter is whether you, um, have thought about it or not, you have a perspective or a mindset about discipline. Um, whether it is based on the family of origin that you came from or your experience as a teacher or as a babysitter or just your exposure, maybe other friends, parents, everybody, comes into this parenting game with a perspective and with their own mindset. And my prayer is that you are um, open to uh, what we believe is you combine a growth mindset with a God mindset, and that gives you a fearless mindset. And that's the posture, the perspective that we want to take when it comes to discipline. Like I said, growth mindset, meaning Um, No matter what you've done before today can be different and we are always improving and then a God mindset. We believe that everything um, should be filtered through God's word and that equals a fearless mindset and that's what we're going to get to today. Our kids Emily and Joe entered this world complete opposites literally like Emily was the only baby in the nursery at the hospital when she was less than a day old with her eyes wide open. And she was looking around, observing what was around her. I'm tiny. It it looked like she was looking around to say, okay, who's going to take care of me? And Joe, on the other hand, pretty much slept until he was six months old. They entered the world with a predisposition, with a personality, with a certain temperament. Um, And so discipline took on a whole new meaning for me even though I was trained I'd done study oh I taught in the classroom and then I have these two children who are complete opposites and in God's design and desire and his sense of humor Mac and I were to work together to raise up these children and it, it is hilarious because you had Emily who entered the world um you know, with her own opinion and she is strong and she is intense and she lets you know what her opinion is. Joe, just as opinionated, by the way, but slower to speak, slower to let you know what his opinion is, and more laid back. It is so interesting to me how they come into the world with a personality and predisposition. When Emily was in kindergarten, by the end of the first week, she was leading all five kindergarten classes in the motions to the songs that they sang as they lined up for recess. Joe as he was getting ready for kindergarten, I mentioned to his teacher that we'd been working at home on how to open his Go-Gurt, how to open his little thing of oranges. She said, oh, Julie, Joseph does not even know how to open his own lunch box. I think we need to start there. It's just fascinating to me how they come into the world and how some things come so easily to kids and some things just take a little more effort. Um But that's where we're going to tackle today. We're going to jump in and go, okay, where's the common ground? What is something that we can learn today that applies to every child that can kind of simplify? My goal is always, I don't want to add to your already long to-do list. I just want to help you be intentional with what you're already doing. And so if we look across the board and we go, okay, we all come to the table with our own expectations and our own gifts and talents. And then we bring these children into the mix with their own gifts and talents and personalities and temperaments. Where's the common ground here? This just sounds overwhelming. Take a deep breath with me and we're going to simplify discipline. We're going to clarify our purpose So that we can simplify the strategy. That's what we're going to do. We're going to clarify the purpose so we can simplify the strategy. So here's, let's look at it. Each child enters the world with a predisposition, a unique personality mix, a blend of strengths and weaknesses and gifts and talents. And some kids develop and mature just as the books and the blogs and the articles and the, you know, uh, pediatricians say, even ahead of time, others hit milestones at their own pace, late bloomers we'd call them. Some kids sleep through the night, and other parents have to work to teach and train their kids to sleep through the night. Some kids are compliant and easygoing, uh, obedient from the start with little encouragement or direction. Others require a little bit more intervention, maybe even some uh, well-planned war room tactics and creative problem-solving. Some kids naturally and easily um, separate from mom and dad and they go into the nursery at church or to the preschool or stay with a babysitter. They smile and wave as their parents leave uh, leave them. Others, we got to work hard to teach them and train them that the world will not end if they're apart from their parents for a couple of hours. Moms have to learn this too. Um, Some kids require extra help, like occupational therapy, speech therapy, special teachers, special classes. These kids all come to us different, unique. And the Bible says that each has created a masterpiece that God created them wonderfully complex. And it's our responsibility as moms to learn them so that we can teach them. So then how are we going to strategize? How are we going to simplify Here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, okay, zoom out. And what is our goal here? What is our purpose? What's our strategy? No matter where you are in your parenting journey, what's the purpose of parenting? What are we doing here? What's my goal? What's my vision? Here it is. Ready? This is across the board. To raise resilient, competent, independent adult children. I'm going to say it again. To raise resilient, those who can bounce back from a setback, competent, kids who can complete tasks, and independent, kids who can figure it out and do things on their own. But we want to raise resilient, competent, independent adults we've got to have that long-term perspective. We call it a 2020 perspective. Parenting, not for the next 20 minutes, but for the next 20 years in mind. We don't want to endure the next 20 minutes. We want to enjoy the next 20 years. So when we zoom out and when we see our purpose, when we see um, what's our goal here, it helps us in all the little decisions that we make. Now, I'm going to put a little asterisk here and some of you have kids with special needs so that you may be thinking, um, you know, today's session, that this doesn't apply to me. I just want to challenge you to zoom out, look at the purpose of the parenting and evaluate your goal, your vision for your child and go, okay, can he be how resilient, competent and independent can she be? I want you to work with their Um, You know, occupational therapists, counselors, pediatricians, teachers to say, how independent are their social skills, work skills, life skills that he or she can learn? And am I parenting? Am I working to help my child be as resilient as possible, as competent as possible and independent as possible? Because for all of us, the purpose of parenting is to equip our children to be what? Resilient, competent, independent adults. And how do we get there? I'm so glad that you asked. Here's what we want to do. The purpose of discipline. Everybody says, well, how do I discipline my child? Well, I don't know if I feel confident about discipline. And I want to reframe how many of us think about discipline. I want to, I want us to look at it from a zoom out perspective. Most people would think of discipline as punishment, as giving negative consequences. My child is doing this behavior that I do not like, and therefore I need to discipline him. I need to punish him. I need to give him negative consequences. Well, I want to reframe discipline and say discipline actually means teaching and training, directing and correcting so that we equip our children to be resilient, independent, competent adults, okay? So it's all of it. It is teaching and training, directing and correcting. But when you look at it that way, you see that discipline is not just punishment. That discipline actually encompasses everything. It's the teaching and the training and the directing and the correcting. And by the way, not just negative consequences. It is also positive consequences. And I think when we look at it that way, we go, okay, So really what discipline simply means is I'm teaching my kids. Yes, it's that simple. The way you teach your kids to speak. Think about it. You speak in front of them. You tell them what to say. Say mama, say mama. And of course their first word is dada, but you keep at it. Say mama, say mama. And what you're doing is you're telling them what you want. And then if the child doesn't do it, so the child says dada, you go, ah, Say mama, say mama. So you see how I redirected. And then when they do say mama, then we cheer and we praise them and we're, you're amazing. Yay. She said mama. And so then rinse and repeat over and over. That's what I want you to take that same approach, um, with discipline, with behavior, the way. But I also think when we look at it that way about teaching, let's look at it from a classroom perspective. We have kids in classrooms that take to reading easily, quickly, and they um, hardly have to be taught at all. It seems that they just pick it up naturally. And other kids need extra help, extra attention. Same with math. Same with um, riding a bike. Same with walking. We need to look at behavior the same way. We, um, we're teaching and training. We're teaching and training Um, appropriate behavior, just as we teach and train speech, just as we teach and train reading, just as we teach and train math or anything else. So my prayer is that you see discipline in the big picture. What is our job? Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he won't depart from it. Train up a child in the way she should go and the way he should go. That's that shaping them to be an adult. Okay. So if discipline is really teaching and training, and yes, it is definitely teaching and training behavior. But as we zoom out, I want to remind you that discipline is more about shaping a child's heart than fixing a child's behavior. It's more about shaping a child's heart than fixing a child's behavior. So with this zoomed out approach, we look at Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life guard your heart we want to shape our kids hearts for it determines the course of their lives I cannot predict or prepare my child for every circumstance but what I can do is do my best to set him up for his best do my best to set her up for her best so that whatever circumstance comes her way she makes the right choice guard her heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the circumstances. No, but it determines the choice you make when you face that circumstance. So that's really what we are going to be working on. Um, so discipline is big picture. It is preparing our kids. It is teaching and training. And it's more about shaping a child's heart than fixing behavior. Um, I think it's also important that we when we talk about discipline and different life stages, that we understand the difference between, ready, acceptable behavior and understandable behavior. There are a lot of behaviors that are completely age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate. For instance, when a teenager is pulling away from parents, trying to find his or her own independence, and she um, rolls her eyes at her mom, or she... Um, you know, walks away to her room or slams her door. Understandable? Yes. Developmentally appropriate? Sure. But is that acceptable? No, it is not acceptable. Therefore, we are going to discipline, teach, and train the acceptable way because we want to prepare for life, the acceptable. What is that? What do we say? That 2020 perspective, that parenting for the next 20 years. So slamming the door, rolling your eyes, yelling at someone, We want to say, hey, what does that behavior look like um, in the classroom, in the dorm room, in the boardroom? So we want to look at it a long-term perspective. Is it normal? Is it um, understandable? Sure. But is it acceptable? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at driving toward setting the bar at acceptable behavior. And so we need to understand um, the difference between, because here's the deal. Kids are entering this world with a predisposition towards self-preservation and self-promotion. We are all entering the world that way. And so they are driven towards self. They are driven toward the path of least resistance. They are driven toward getting what they want. That's our natural bent. That's called being human. But our job as mom, our job as parent is to say, okay, it's my job to discipline. It is my job to teach and train direct and correct. It is my job to equip my child to be um, a um, resilient, competent, independent adult. And so therefore, I will address the unacceptable behavior, period, hard stop, even when it's difficult, even when it's inconvenient. Why? Because I'm trying to shape my child's heart. It's not just about that one behavior. It's about shaping the heart. That's so important to lay the groundwork with this discipline perspective. Also, I think it's important that we remember that discipline is more about a parent's responsibility than a parent's ability. Train up a child in the way he should go. Yes, it's about raising an adult, but we've got to embrace that responsibility instead of focusing on our ability. If God called you to it, which, by the way, if you have a kid in your home, he did. If God called you to it, he'll equip you for it. I have a special ed degree. I took classes and learned strategies and methods for behavior management. But for the record, all of my training, along with all of my confidence, went out the window when I started parenting my own children. I was quickly humbled when I tried all these strategies and methods that I'd done in the classroom at home. But I knew that teaching and training, directing and correcting Emily and Joe to be, you know, resilient, competent, independent adults is my responsibility. It's my responsibility. And so I've got to remind myself that I still, my kids are adults and I go, what is my responsibility here? That's a great way to help you draw your boundaries. What is my responsibility? If I do my best, God will do the rest. When I fall short, He fills in the gaps and he called me to it so he will equip me for it. And even though I often did not think or feel that I had the ability to parent, I knew I had the responsibility to parent. And so my encouragement to you is, hey, no one else, everybody else, we're all trying to figure this out as we go. But stay in the game. Stay in the game. Understand what discipline really is. It is teaching and training, directing and correcting. It is equipping our children to be resilient, competent, independent adult children. It is, um, you know, more about shaping a child's heart than fixing a child's behavior. And we're going to rely on the creator who called us to it because it's more about Um, my responsibility than my ability. Okay, so now we're all on the same page here. We are looking at discipline with this perspective as a teaching method, teaching appropriate, um, acceptable behavior, equipping our kids to be responsible adults. So here is the fearless mom, discipline simplified. That's what we want to do here. We're going to clarify and simplify. So first establish the desired behavior, determine what you're, what you're trying to teach. And here's the deal. Uh, It is overwhelming. Don't try to tackle everything all at the same time. Um, but say what, what one thing am I going to focus on today? What's, what's my, what stage are we in? What's the discipline that I want to focus on today? So establish the desired behavior, um, the acceptable behavior And then you articulate and model that desired behavior to and for your child. So I've said, okay, I want my child, and and I want to encourage you, think of the positive alternative. Our tendency is to say, I don't want my child to hit his brother. I don't want my child to talk ugly to um, his grandmother, okay? Tell me what you do want. Establish the acceptable behavior. Give me the positive alternative. And so I want to say, I want him to be kind. I want him to be gentle. I want him to be respectful. And so, but with kiddos, you've got to articulate that clearly because that's kind of vague. Be respectful. So I want you to speak with a gentle tone. I want you to... um, be kind to your sister or your brother, I want you to speak kindly with a smile or speak gently, speak truth in love, whatever it is. But remember that when you give vague instructions, um, that may be a little more difficult. And whenever you can give the positive alternative, moms all the time will say, I'm just tired of saying no. I go, well, then what can you say yes to? I'm tired of saying, don't do that. Okay, then think about it. It, What are you trying to get him to do? Give the positive alternative. Instead of don't run, say walking feet. Instead of quit climbing out of, um, you know, quit climbing over the uh, rails. Quit climbing the uh, banister. Feet on the ground. Feet on the ground. Feet on the stairs. Whatever it is. Think of the positive alternative. Um, So establish the desired behavior and articulate and model that desired behavior to and for your child. So you say, this is what I want you to do. If your teenager is rolling his eyes, rolling her eyes, if your teenager is slamming the door, if your teenager, whatever it is, we're saying we want to, you know what? I need you to be respectful at home. And so this is what we're going to do. You close the door gently. Or you, um, it's okay for you to um, head to your room, but I'm going to ask you to look at me and say, I'm going to go to my room now. May I go to my room now? Whatever it is, but give the the positive alternative what you want the behavior to be and model it. Then the next two go hand in hand. Give positive consequence when the behavior is displayed. Give negative consequence when it's not. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Give a negative consequence when it's not. And a lot of times people are looking for the perfect consequence to match, you know, to fix the behavior. Well, it's not about that. It's about shaping a child's heart. So you go, I'm establishing myself as authority. I am shaping and disciplining my child. So I'm going to just give a negative consequence. Just think about if you get caught speeding. There is a a certain amount that they charge you if you are going five or ten miles over. It may be more if you're going more over. So you figure out um, your consequences. Make it appropriate to the offense or the inappropriate behavior. But just give the consequence. And if you have a plan, you're less likely to panic. So go ahead. If it's a repeated behavior, um, address it. Um, get a plan and say here's the negative consequence here's what it's going to be and you give it and move on Um, you're less likely to be filled with emotion if you have that plan ahead of time Um, and then don't forget to give the positive consequence when the behavior is you know shown so if you have told your child to do something and you see them do it praise them high five them reward them whatever it is We um, sometimes get so wrapped up and we, I think, make a mistake when we expect discipline to just be the negative consequence. It's also the positive, isn't it? That's very effective with a lot of kids. A lot of kids, that positive um, consequence is what they're looking for, that positive praise. And for the record, many times when kids are acting out and you're thinking, ah, that is such an unacceptable behavior, if you'll take a breath and go, I wonder if he's just trying to get my attention you give you have to give the negative consequence but give it without emotion and then circle back and try to give some positive attention Um, because oftentimes kids don't know how to express what they're really feeling and so we can address the unacceptable behavior and then circle back and try to connect with them um In another way, try to give them attention in another way, because oftentimes kids are just seeking that attention. So discipline simplified, establish the desired behavior, whatever you're wanting them to do, articulate and model and preferably in a positive way. And then you give positive consequence when it's displayed, negative consequence when it's not displayed. That's it, guys. Uh Uh-oh, wait, forgot the last one. Rinse and repeat over and over and over and over that's right and over and over and over again this is a process think about how long it took for your kids to learn how to speak think about how long it takes to learn math how long it takes to learn reading it is not in one day with one conversation it is a process and that's the responsibility the opportunity we have to um, parent For the long term, it's going to take a long time. And that's what we are trying to do. And kids go through seasons and stages where they are on top of it. And guess what? We do too. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh my gosh, she's forgotten everything. She's now doing that one thing that we had, you know, worked so hard to get rid of. That's okay. It's a stage. It's a, we just keep at it, rinse and repeat over and over and over again And I do think you have to keep that long-term perspective. When we have a long-term perspective, it helps us stay in it for a long time. Keep your long-term perspective. So understand the difference between understandable and acceptable behavior, and then keep that long-term perspective, because this is not a game for the faint of heart. This is hard work, but you can do it. Staying relentless, staying in the game, let us not become weary of doing good for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Galatians 6, 9, don't get tired of doing what's good. Do what you need to do to stay in the game. Take a nap, eat smart, drink water, move your body, um, laugh as much as you can. But it's pretty important to stay relentless, to take care of yourself and then removing emotion. Do, you know, do what you can. If you stay physically healthy and you get enough sleep and you stay emotionally healthy, that helps us not to lose our temper. And I know that is, and, and to lose our perspective. I think actually most of the time when we are losing our cool, it's because we've lost our perspective. And so I've got to, I've got to stay in the game and keep my perspective, keep that long term perspective helps me to do this for a long time. Um, and then I want to wrap up with this. The key component to discipline is trust and trust is about relationship. Our kids, we need our kids to trust us even when they don't agree with us. We need them to trust us so that They obey even when they don't understand. Um, We want to connect with our children. We want to build relationships with our kids. Discipline is much more effective when built on a foundation of trust and relationship. Rules without relationship build resentment and rebellion, but rules with relationship build respect and responsibility. And so when parents come to me with discipline questions, um, I, I'm all about it, but I, 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 My first, it's hard for me to do Q&A sometimes because I have so many questions about the whole situation. If someone says, what should I do about this? My teenager is doing this. My preschooler is doing this. I have to dig a little deeper and to learn where they are in their relationship with their kids, because that is primary. That is the foundation. So trust is huge. And a lot of kiddos, trust is spelled T-I-M-E. T-I-M-E, and that is just over time, one interaction at a time. When you are with your children, be intentional, be deliberate, and put your phone away. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, be there at their beck and call or that the only good moms are stay-at-home moms. No, no. It's, it's often good for them to see that you have other responsibilities. It's actually necessary and healthy to have other responsibilities. But when you're with them, be all there and get interested in what they're interested in. Work on the relationship. And if you've got a teenager and you think, ah, oh, he's just, he, I feel like he's too far gone. I feel like I, I don't know how to help. I don't know how to circle back. Focus on the relationship. Focus on building trust. We're not lowering the bar and starting to accept unacceptable behavior. But what we are going to do is go, you know what? I know that this is a long-term game here. And so I'm going to be doing this for a long time. So I'm going to take the time to build the relationship. Get interested in what he's interested in. Get interested in what she's interested in. Sit beside them while um, you're eating a snack or while you're eating dinner. Take them out to eat. Take them, do what they love. Learn about what they love and share experiences and movies and games and meals One interaction at a time is how that trust is built. And so focus on the relationship. I'm telling you, you can have all the discipline tactics down, but if there's no relationship there, it's just not going to work long term. And we're in this for the long haul, man. This is a long term, long play game. And so work on the relationship with your littles. Get down on the floor, interact with them when you can be interested in what they're interested in play games. I can't say it enough. Um, and that's, that's for the rest of their lives. So is discipline overwhelming? Yes, it is overwhelming. Is it responsibility? You bet. It's overwhelming. If you feel overwhelmed, that is completely appropriate. We always say, a fearless mom, when you consider the responsibility of motherhood, the appropriate response is to throw up in your mouth a little bit. That is totally normal, totally natural when you consider it. But remember that the creator of the entire universe called you to it. And if he called you to it, he will equip you for it. You can do this. He will give you what you need. You do your best and let him do the rest. We're all in this together, guys. Next week, we're going to have some special guests. We're going to talk more about discipline and how it plays out um, for real in a home. And then uh, I can't wait for you um, to hear from them. But we will talk to you next week. I hope you have a great week. In the meantime, stay connected with us through social media, um, fearlessmom.com on the website. And hope you're coming to the conference in February. Um, our, whole, our whole theme is community and friendship. Because we said this is a long-term game, and guess what else? We need teammates. We need to stay relentless. You need friends who cheer you on. And so we hope that you're planning on doing that. You can get more information about that at fearlessmom.com. And I hope you have a great week, and we will uh, see you next week. We're so glad you joined us today. You can get more resources and information at fearlessmom.com.